0: Now, gentlemen, the defendant is not guilty, but somebody in this courtroom is. Unmitigated temerity!
1: Okay, okay,
0: okay, 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 okay,
1: okay. Hello, and welcome back to the OK Gatsby season three, colon. To chill chill a a mockingbird. Best one yet? I'd say best one yet. Yeah, we're going to get it down right (laughs) as the book ends. (laughs) We're going to get it down right when it's over.
0: Yeah, then we'll be great at it. Uh, Chapter 25 and 26. Oh, this is Kevin, by the way.
1: Hey, this is Terrence, by the way. By the way. We're brothers uh, of the family, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Old mama, by the way. Oh, by the way. That wraps up Riff Minute for this week. Ah, we tried our
0: best. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next week to see if we get better. Probably
1: not. <laughs> Every day's not a holiday. Every meal's not a banquet. Riff Minute over. Riff Minute over. Back to business. Back to business. Chapter 25 is pretty short. Interesting. Probably yes. one of the shortest ch- chapters we've seen so far.
0: Yes, in the history of literature. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and the, the, the Guinness Book of World Records asterisk.
1: Kevin, <laughs> I told you Riff Minute was over. Ah, that's
0: true. I'm sorry. I'd like to apologize to the fans for extending <laughs> riff minute beyond the cancellation of riff minute. All right, but yeah, it's a real short, kind of kind of a weird one. Like uh, yeah. even as far as like anecdotes go, it's kind of it's two two disparate anecdotes.
1: Right. And they're and they're both quick, quick and short. And uh, yeah, well, it's we'll, well, once we get to the end of it, we'll figure out why it has to be so punchy and why it's got to be. Uh, why it is the way it is? I don't. It's like a. It's interesting. It's three pages long. Um, it starts in media res. Don't do that, Scout. Set him out in the back steps. Jim, are you crazy? I said set him out in the back steps. So they're talking about Scout is uh, about to know. crush a roly poly. Roly poly, you know these little creatures. Yeah. I thought it was like, a, is it like is this an armadillo for like a second? I was like, no. <laughs> A big old
0: armadillo <laughs> is coming to their back porch, and Scout's going to crush it.
1: <laughs> That's how country they are, though. I'm like, I can't talking about a bug." I'll
0: get the dang armadillo. <laughs> <laughs> Catch it.
1: Like Catch it. We'll make armadillos, too.
0: <laughs> no, Scout. We don't kill armadillos no more.
1: We don't do that no more.
0: Yes, so Scout's about to crush an armadillo, uh, and Jim. Has now become a very peaceful when it comes to the animal kingdom.
1: Yeah, right. So I like so yeah. Jem was scowling. Um, So Scout says, yeah, he has wanted to to crush it. And Scout's narration is like very aware of that. Jem is going through changes, which I loved. Like I love how meta this is about like the way Jem's character has been the last Mm. couple chapters. Yeah. Um, It was probably a part of the stage he was going through, and I wish he would hurry up and get through it. (laughs) He was certainly never cruel to animals, but I had never known his charity to embrace the insect world. Why couldn't I mash him, I asked. Because they don't bother you, Jim answered. He had turned on out his reading light.
0: Reckon you're at the stage now where you don't kill flies and mosquitoes now, I reckon. Let me know when you change your mind. Tell you one thing, though. I ain't going to sit around and not scratch a red bug.
1: I'll dry up. <laughs> so... <laughs> this folksy vignette is... I mean, uh, first of all, how funny is it to call out someone who's going through a phase while they're going through it? Like, oh, cool, the not-killing-bugs phase. Let me know when this is over, Jim, because I'm getting kind of tired of it. Yeah. It's not a phase! (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Stop it! I'm gonna have a mock forever,
1: Mom! (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, what do you make of this?
0: Uh, I think it's kind of the extension of To Kill a Mockingbird of... uh, Well, he's gone through a traumatic thing where now... uh, this is post-Tom Robinson's death. So the yeah. trial was traumatic, and now there's a death. Yeah. Um, that this is just Jem trying to come to terms with, he lives in a cruel world, and he doesn't want to add cruelty to it.
1: He doesn't want to be part of the cruelty. It, exactly. He's Yeah, clearly Jem is uh, reeling in the wake of the trial plus Tom Robinson being killed. So that one-two punch... Does a lot to your innocence. Huh? Yes.
0: It is a disillusioning one two punt. Disillusioning, right.
1: Like yeah, so like uh, you can see innocence like and like uh preserving innocence and like doing the right thing is like uh occupying Jeff's brain. The the bug is the innocent.
0: And perhaps he's starting to understand anarchists deeper in that like you have to be this good because the world is this bad.
1: You just have to be good for the sake of goodness. There's no Rhyme a reason to it. You just have to. It's your, it is your—it is the only way to respond to this cruel world.
0: It's the only way you'll make through it if you have it, just lead with your good heart.
1: Yeah. I think uh, that is one of the things we're seeing in this next two chapters is um, the goodness for goodness sake and like kind of gems. Well, Gem is like scarred by the trial and, and to the point where it's like it was traumatic. Uh, yeah. He like
0: he screams at uh, Scout later. Yeah.
1: He's going to scream like a like a typical teenage boy, but not about. Like staying out of his room, but about just bringing up the trial in general.
0: <laughs> yeah, don't bring up that trial.
1: But he's easy. And also,
0: I wasn't doing anything. To leave my socks alone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Stay yeah. out of here. Jem was the one who was getting more like a girl every day. Not <laughs> I. <laughs> That's a perfect so, tomboy line. Exactly. Little sister, like you're y- becoming a girl. you <laughs>
0: <laughs> You should wear a
1: dress more often. <laughs>
0: My Jim wore a dress. He, he cried about red bugs. I'm scratched my red bugs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is that what she is? She calls it like a, a killing. I'll scratch a red bug any day. Like like, uh, <laughs> it's like she has like slang for murder, like a tough cop.
0: Yeah. Uh. Yeah, and then there's just uh, which is just such a funny scout because that such a perfect scout. Especially after that ladies chapter of, like, Jim <laughs> right. should see it with these ladies in there.
1: Yeah, so, like, right, like, just a callback. I mean, like, this is a very self-aware chapter, like, calling out calling out, and calling back Jim's character change. As well as, like, after that long, complicated chapter on femininity and the, and the role of women in this make-home society in particular scout <laughs> just calls Gemma Grill for not killing a bug. <laughs> like, I love it. Yeah. So, like, I, I smiled and la- like, I smiled at myself on the train, which is like a, that's like that's like you know the the most you can laugh at a book.
0: Smile on the train is a is a Michigan laugh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like so.
1: <laughs> a New York smile. <laughs> yeah, a New York smile on the train. That, yeah. That's
0: a Bozeman, Montana guffaw. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm a smile in New York, but in Chicago, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a chuckle.
1: It was a lot. It was yeah. a lot. This is like very funny and self-aware. And like uh, I've gotten down on this book a little bit for being like a little hokey or, not, you know, like not hokey, but kind of preachy or straightforward. And it's moments like this where it becomes it's like self-aware and knows what and knows what it's doing. That I'm like, oh, yeah, true, truly a great piece of literature and like a well thought out piece of writing.
0: Yeah. Um, and there's this very anytime she reflects on Dill, it's very sweet. I really like the writing. Um, Her future husband, Dill. Yes, I lay on my back and waited for sleep, and while waiting, I thought of Dill. He had left us the first month, the first of the month, with firm assurances that he would return the minute school was out. He guessed his folks had got the general idea that he liked to spend his summers in Maycomb.
1: That's a great, like, humorous understatement. Like his <laughs> folks got the idea because he escapes to Maycomb on a <laughs> on a train. train. Yeah, he like, <laughs> like stole money. in bushes and didn't eat for a week. <laughs> right, right. I love that. But really, this Dill thing is basically just to get at the.
0: The segue into the tragic.
1: Yeah, which is, like, this is how, m- I mean, like, okay, so this is this is a question of narration, sort of, right? Like, um, Harper Lee wants to narrate through Scout's eyes, but Scout wasn't here. So we're mm-hmm. getting Dill's point of view as told the Scout.
0: Yeah, and it's a very interesting, almost, like, she tries a stream and con- a stream of consciousness It where she goes, the last two days of his time with us, Jim had taught him to swim. And then there's a dash, taught him to swim. Like, like she's trying to replicate what it's like to remember something very simple. Yeah. Uh, I yeah, was wide fun. awake. Remember when remembering what Dill had told me. So all of a sudden, so she's like drifting off sleep, thinking about Dill, and then remembering, oh, he was, he was he wasn't around because he taught him to taught him to swim. That's when this bad thing happened.
1: Right, like it is exactly her thoughts. Yeah, stream of consciousness. It's a very odd passage in terms of narration. And, they, and like and like she Harper Lee is like been pretty masterful of Scout's narration. And uh, this is sort of an, it's definitely an aberration in the way Scout usually narrates, but, I mean, it follows the rules still, but... uh,
0: It's kind of like when, uh, anytime Atticus does anything, she does like, or has a big, in the beginning there was a couple of big chunks of Atticus's, like, it was like a weird second person Atticus narration, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah. it was... uh, It's like, this information needs to get across, but it can't be exactly through Scout's eyes, but she really makes it work.
0: Yeah. Uh, and this is a very sad scene, because yeah. it's also like a very tender moment right before it. Uh, but it, so, Jem and uh, Dill are, s- are swimming.
1: Swimming naked. Girls can't. Girls not allowed.
0: No girls allowed. We're swimming naked, baby. Uh, and then Atticus pulls up with the car, and that's a big deal. We learned earlier Atticus doesn't drive anywhere.
1: Oh yeah, he's a big walker. He likes to walk. So if he's in the car, he's doing something out of the ordinary.
0: Yeah. And then he's like, you'd better catch a ride back. I won't be going home for a while. Calpurnia was in the back seat. And Jim's like, I want to go with you. Like, yeah. you're driving somewhere, then you're going to be gone for a while with Calpurnia? Yeah. Let's <laughs> Something's go.
1: going on. And so where they're going, it turns out, is to Tom Robinson's place to tell. So this is like, this is the next, this is like, they're coming from the Tea Party, from the mm. um, Missionary Society party. Yeah. This is the on next the way to scene. On the Tea Party them. to the Robins. This is like some Pulp Fiction stuff, where it's yeah. like, it's like, oh, okay. Those two stories are connecting here. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> and so, it's also
0: like she's trying to tell a part of the story that J or Dill no Scout Scout wasn't present for it. That right. like, How do you do that? You remember what someone told you? I know, about. but
1: like, couldn't Scout have just gotten in the car? I guess like, okay, I guess she. I don't know. This it feels a little structurally uh, a little wiggly, but hey, I don't. We're getting it.
0: Hey. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. So on the way to Tom Robinson's attic, has told them what happened. They Oof. turn. The, yeah, that's tough Uh, they turn off the highway, rode slowly by the dump, and pass the Yule residence down the narrow lane to the Negro cabins. They had to pass the Yules to get
1: there. They pass the Yules and they pass them on the way back way, way out too. Yeah. So they see. Um, Sam must be one of the Robinson. Wants to be Tom Robinson's son because. Yeah. Uh, Sam is sent to go sent sent to go to get his mother. Yeah, um, Atticus plays with a little girl. In the meantime, <laughs> re- a very reinforcing sweet description. Yeah.
0: A little girl came to the cabin door and stood looking at Atticus. Dill said her hair was a wad of tiny, s- stiff pigtails, each ending in a bright bow. She grinned from ear to ear and walked towards her father, but she was too small to neg- navigate the steps. Dill said Atticus went to her, took off his hat, and offered her his finger. She grabbed it, and he eased her down the steps. Then he gave her to Calpurnia. Right.
1: So this is like a little, vin- a little vignette within a vignette to show how. Uh, good and virtuous Atticus is and how precious. Just a gentle man. He's gentle. Like, look
0: at this little kid that wants to say hi. Like, right. Yeah. Uh, Sam was trotting behind his mother. Uh, when they came up, Dill said, Helen said, Evening, Mr. Finch. Won't you have a seat? But she didn't say any more. Neither did Atticus.
1: So, yeah, they...
0: Just eye contact was like... Like, yeah. that's And that's always like when you see on the face of... That wasn't like the end of... Uh, no Country for Old Men, where yep. the sheriff like and she doesn't say anything. He just puts his hat down. And yeah, like
1: she knows, right? Or it happens in Dark Knight too, where like they knock on, um, Gordon's uh, wife's door and uh, she just she just knows that yeah. they're there to tell him he's dead. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So Dill's describes it as she just fell down in the dirt. Just fell down in the dirt like a giant with a big foot just came along and stepped on her. Just umph, like you step on an ant. Uh so immediate callback to the bug thing, which is innocent. It, it, which is interesting and innocent. innocent. Sorry, Freudian slip there. Ooh, the bug is innocent. Mrs. Robinson is so innocent. like so Tom Robinson was pretty innocent. Was pretty much innocent. I mean yeah. like he was guilty only of being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. Um and also of trying to escape prison. He's guilty of that. But hey. yeah. um Mrs. Robinson is completely innocent and is just being squashed. Yeah, yeah so that's a pretty
0: yeah, it's it's a one to one.
1: That's a gr- that's a you know a big that's a green light across the bay. You know, <laughs>
0: <laughs> step on it, and that's like a like a interesting visual of like you could see that of like the woman like so struck with grief that she hits the ground that hard. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Del said, "Calpurnia and Atticus lifted Helen to her feet and half carried, half walked her to the cabin. They stayed inside a long time, and Atticus, Atticus came out alone.
1: So Calpurnia stayed with Mrs. Robinson. Yeah, and they drove home." Um, and the Yule's are hollering at them under the car, but Dylan didn't catch what they said. Merry Christmas, probably something nice. Probably something sweet that yeah. the Yule's had to say. <laughs> I mean, what a what a live, laugh, love. What a level of
0: patience that Atticus would have had to have to like go by that dump. All those they're they're heckling him after he has yeah. to tell him that uh, the wife of the innocent man that he died.
1: It's the uh, I wish Bob Yule wouldn't chew tobacco. You know, like yeah. uh, he's just. That Jem
0: didn't like have a freak out and run out of the car. Yeah. That would (laughs) have, that could have,
1: that that would fit in Jem's character to to kind of freak out and (laughs) run out to the Yule's place. And this
0: line is like so, it has so much contempt in it and it's like such a good line. Makem was interested by the news of Tom's death for perhaps two days. Two days was enough for the information to spread through the county. Yeah. like it's like oh it was until it wasn't gossip anymore it was like that's all we like
1: right they didn't learn anything yeah this is like this is actually this is really sad this is like you can see harper lee like showing you how uh truly racist to make him is this this paragraph or uh, of like the like snippets of gossip is like really disheartening um
0: oh yeah it's the probably the ugliest language
1: in the whole right whole book did you hear about that did you hear about no well they say he was running fit to beat lightning dot 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 um to make home tom's death was a was typical capital t typical typical of an n-word to cut and run typical of an n-word's mentality to have no plan no thought for the future just run blind last chance he saw funny thing atticus finch might have got him off scot free but wait hell no You know how they are—easy come, easy go. Just shows you that Robinson Boy was legally married. They say he kept himself clean, went to church, and all that. But when it comes down the line to the veneers, the veneers mighty thin. N word always comes out in him. Uh, Like that's that's like the most racist thing that's been printed in this book, basically.
0: Yeah, Uh, really, really brutal about like just like a reasonable person being like, "Well, I mean, that's what's gonna happen when you." And like, what's so crazy is that Atticus Finch might have gotten him off scrap free. So even they're like, yeah, he was an innocent man. like.
1: <laughs> right, yeah, so it's almost like this. I mean, okay, so what's being personified here is kind of like the voice of Maycomb. Yeah. And they think that uh, that Tom Robinson was probably innocent. Atticus could have probably proven it, but he... What
0: a dumb black guy to... Yeah, <laughs> so
1: like their um, Tom Robinson's death... Death served to, like, reinforce the stereotypes they had about black people.
0: Yeah, that's the lesson they took from this. Yeah. Is that, oh, even a good black person is still an N-word underneath.
1: Yeah, right, like the... Yeah, they... Doesn't uh, he even trust the justice system to <laughs> work for him? Yeah, it's like, yeah, this is, like, so sad. And this is, I mean, I guess you can see why it makes Jem so upset. So like, the 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 death of Tom Robinson as the second beat of the story really is, like, crushing. You know, like, him being condemned isn't as bad as him dying, you know, because now it's like he is, now he's like, now he's
0: guilty in a way of like, he made a dumb mistake. Yeah. So now I can write him off. I don't have to worry about the injustice. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's really, it's, it's a really crushing paragraph of like, and even like it starts out with just, just a lot, this is the phrase, perhaps two days, like you could see her being like perhaps two days.
1: Right. Yeah. Two days, like not even two days. Yeah.
0: Uh, and then, then yeah, Mister Underwood, the man who does not like black people, writes a very long column.
1: <laughs> yeah, basically the
0: equivalent of the 1930s equivalent of a Facebook post of I don't usually talk about politics. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and that, I mean like that's a good way to put it because like Underwood, as you mentioned, is like racist. He doesn't like black people. Like that's the isn't that the guy they're talking about when when it's like Hey, don't talk about like, that you, in front of Calpurnia, yeah. right?
0: And it's like, oh, like. Everyone knows that. <laughs> yeah,
1: everyone knows that. And they know that. Um, so he was obviously moved just by the injustice of it. So it's yes. almost like he's not even like necessarily moved by like the racism of it. He's moved by the injustice of it, kind of. Yeah. Which is kind of like makes it more valuable. He likened Tom's death to the senseless slaughter of songbirds by hunters and children. And Maycomb thought he was trying to write an editorial, poetical enough to be reprinted in the Montgomery Advisor. Yeah, I,
0: I like in the, the parentheses of like, uh, and he couldn't have cared less who can't hold advertising and subscriptions. But Makeham didn't play that way. Mr. Underwood could holler till he sweated and write whatever he wanted to. He'd still get his advertising and subscriptions. If he wanted to make a fool of himself in his paper, that was
1: his business. Right. Yeah. So he's like, this is what he really believes. This is what the.
0: It's like, well, whatever. Write whatever you want, bud. Like, Yeah. people are going to read this anyway. If you want to embarrass yourself, go right ahead. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Um, and so it looks like Underwood's main point is that it's not okay to just shoot a cripple no matter what. Yeah. It's not the most, like, cause he is a racist man. Right. So yeah, like, uh, the injustice of it being that they shot him at all, you know, black guy or not, it's like he's a cripple. And so.
0: Yeah. He had to, he took the angle of like the arm. He was like, this, that's why this is unjust. Yeah. He clearly was enraged by the whole injustice, but he himself couldn't bring himself to say like. This was a racist travesty. travesty that right. Happened. So it's just it is so it's kind of a strange thing of like, oh like there yeah, it is like this like the baby steps that uh like Miss Motty and, and Atticus were talking about of like Mr. Underwood does not like black people, it's been stated, it's yeah. a well known thing. And he found it in himself himself to say like, Hey, like don't kill cripples. I mean Yeah. <laughs>
1: Right, like, uh, that it was, like, unjust. So this is the, Scout kind of comes to understand it this way. Then Mr. Underwood's meaning became clear. Atticus had used every tool available for free men to save Tom Robinson, but in the secret courts of men's hearts, Atticus had no case. Tom was a dead man the minute Mayo Ewell opened her mouth and screamed. I mean, this is like, this seems like almost like a, uh, Lee is like giving us the thesis one more time. This,
0: these last, this next, this next chapter, too, it's like, it's like thesis time, baby. Yeah.
1: It's like, don't, yeah, like, uh, yeah, get ready to hear the. No more metaphor, baby. It's all text. Subtext becomes text. Precisely.
0: Which is, I mean, also in the time she was writing, then, like, yeah, of course, you need to make these points. Yeah.
1: I mean, in The Secret Court of Men's Hearts, when I read that phrase, I was like, man, this book should be taught in every school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's
0: definitely a Fitzgeraldian phrase, The Secret Courts of Men's Hearts. Yeah,
1: but like, uh, like, yeah, the, uh, amazing phrase, great writing, Harper Lee, good job. But also, it's like, that is what she's been getting at this whole time. Yes. And like, it's a complex idea that it still affects us today and so it should be explored. Yes. Uh and to her credit
0: she waited twenty five chapters to get as on the nose that she she gets. Yes. Right. And it's like she it's, earned it to be on the nose. And
1: that is one of the things that I think that this book gets should get credit for is like uh Harper Lee masterfully, like, by the time you get to the actual point, it's like she's proven it sixty times. Yeah, and you, she barely has to say it, but then she does, and you're like, "Yeah, okay, yes, yes."
0: She puts it well. The it's been a good story the whole time, good writing the whole time. Yeah,
1: and it's like, all right, here's the, the
0: the the lessons I want you to take home, kids. Uh, and it's like, yeah, you've earned the right to tell a few lessons about this. Uh, yeah, it, it was. It's it's tough. I mean, that's a lot for scouts to take in, it's a lot for Jim to take in. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, this is like, it's literally to kill a mockingbird. It's like, oh yeah, like a crippled man died of uh, in of terrible injustice. I don't know. It's just good writing, and it's sad. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah, it's tough.
1: So the the chapter ends with Jim um, heard from Miss Stephanie Crawford, the English Channel of gossip. Uh. That Mister Ewell said it made it one. Uh, that Tom Robinson dying made one down and about two more to go. Jem told me not to be afraid. Mister Ewell was more than hot gas than anything. Um, and also Jem told her not to uh, tell Atticus that she knew that Ewell was happy. Tom Robinson was dead and wanted to kill Atticus too.
0: Yeah. So the two people we were we we're, were putting out there it's, it's Atticus and then probably Judge
1: Taylor. We assume, yeah. Yeah. Um, just, yeah, the judge made a fool of definitely Mayella Yule and pretty, and Mr. Yule as well.
0: Yeah. Now the judge, especially Mr. Yule, like every time he said anything, it's like, don't act that way.
1: <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Like he was, yeah, he was disrespecting him to his face, right? Yeah. Like, hey, it's stop. Like, you've never been in court before, have you stinky? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but I do love that. But it's also, it's like that whole town becomes Stephanie Crawford, but they're all, they're all like, we got to get Mr. Ewell's view on take, take on this. We want to know that. That would be spicy gossip. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. And, and it gets around.
0: Yeah. That's a chapter.
1: That's 25. Yeah, so really it's just the bug thing, it's followed it's by- Bug, the
0: story of telling Tom's wife. Yeah. And then it's a little bit of a thesis statement, essay paragraph- uh, and then it's, uh, hey, uh, Mr. Yule seems grumpy.
1: Yeah, so it's kind of like here's the aftermath. The aftermath is Jem uh, is upset about loss of innocence to the point where he'll never think of it the same way. Apparently, mm. um, the town like uh, checking in on in on how the town is, is responding to Tom Robinson's death and how Tom Robinson's family is responding to his death. The
0: town handled a racist trial gone racistly with racism. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hey, you want any your racism with that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, I mean, powerful. Three
0: pages, but powerful. Yeah.
1: Accomplished a lot. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's like a packs of punch. Um, chapter 26.
0: School started. We're back Ooh, in school, baby. Back in
1: school. And so, of course, this is, this is why I'm waiting for Boo Radley. It's like you, Boo Radley's a school thing. You pass Boo Radley's house on the way to school and back. Yeah. So this opens with an uh, update on Mr. Boo Arthur Radley.
0: Yes. Jem was in the seventh grade and went to high school beyond the grammar school building. I was now in the third grade, and our routines were so different, I only walked to school with Jem in the mornings and saw him at mealtimes.
1: Yeah, Jem's a a football water boy now. Yeah. He's going out for the team, and he's satisfied enough to just be the water boy, and he doesn't come home until dark. Um, So uh, scout says that she knows that Boo Radley is still in there for the same old reason. Nobody's seen him carried out yet. He's not dead. (laughs) No one has carried his body out of that (laughs) house, so he's alive in there somehow. Yeah.
0: And this is kind of sweet. I sometimes felt a twinge of remorse when passing by the old place at ever having taken part in what must have been sheer torment to Arthur Radley. What reasonable recluse wants children peeping through his shutters, delivering greetings on the end of a fishing pole, wandering in his collards at night.
1: Yeah. Uh, so what she feels is she's growing up and she regrets her actions. Her actions. Uh, even though she's probably still younger than how old Jem was when Jem was doing <laughs> this stuff. <so. laughs> Uh, but she's over it now she's matured past those things she's done um and she has this the next paragraph she has this longing uh sort of a longing to like just just see him yeah um how do you do mr arthur is what she would say i would say as if i had seen it every said it every day every afternoon of my life evening uh, jean louise he would say as if he had said it every afternoon of my life right pretty right pretty spell we're having isn't it yes sir right plenty i would say and go on so it's like, instead of wanting to know why he's in there and, like, spies... Seeing this as,
0: like, this guy with fangs, and yeah. he's, like, a weirdo. Right, and it's she like, just wants uh, to see the man. Just, like, say hi to the man
1: and say... Have some small talk. Yes. Just wants to be a neighbor. What is this, though? I don't understand. Like, what is... What do you make of this?
0: Uh, it's a marker for growth, for internal growth. Yeah, because we see Gem changing, and it's Scout doesn't comment on our own change.
1: But she is, she is changing. She's growing. Yeah. S- she's seeing the humanity in Boo Radley, who she thought was a monster. Okay. Yeah. She's it's, terrified of Boo Radley.
0: Yeah, and now she's like, oh, he's a man, and I treated him poorly, and I feel bad about that.
1: Right. Like so, everyone's learning about. You know, being good uh, for goodness sake and uh, preserving the innocence and, you know, um, man's inhumanity to man. And, like, the thing about, you know, the less you know somebody, the more likely you are to, like, condemn them to some cruelty. You know, mm-hmm. like, and so, like, this unknown person to scout, it's an opportunity to just connect with a human being.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's like that kind of thing where it's like you feel bad about how you treated someone and you hope you're able to make it up to them. So. Yeah. Yeah. And it would be nice to her to just say hi and and be able to say, hey, I would re- you truly respect now. I apologize.
1: But Scout says it was only a fantasy. We would never see him. He probably did go out when the moon was down and gazed upon Miss Stephanie Crawford. <laughs> I'd have picked somebody else to look at, but that was his business. Just <laughs> <It was> like <laughs> in the middle of this reverie about humanity, just another dig up how Miss Crawford is annoying. Miss Stephanie Crawford sucks. <laughs> <laughs> we all know that huge laugh track. It's like it cuts the tension. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> you weren't starting that again, are you? Said Atticus one night, like he's like, "Oh man,
1: I thought I was past this." <laughs> Smash cut to not
0: again. When I expressed a stray desire just to have one good look at Boo Radley before I died, before I died,
1: just, yeah, like- <laughs> just from dead. I love that. How morbid of her. And this
0: is huge. If you are, I'll tell you right now. Stop it. I'm too old to go chasing you off the Radley property. Besides, it's dangerous. You might get shot. You know Mr. Nathan shoots at every shadow he sees, even shadows that leave size 4 bare footprints. Yeah. You were lucky not to be killed.
1: Yeah, so like, so here in classic dad move, uh, I knew the whole time. Yeah, (laughs) Atticus is referencing with one passive aggressive remark how he knew all along that they had snuck into his yard.
0: Almost were murdered. Lost his pants. Yeah,
1: three months. (laughs) It was three three years ago, I think, is what Jim or Scott
0: says. uh, Two or three years ago. Yeah,
1: happened years ago. No, only last summer. No, summer before last. When time was playing tricks on me, I must remember to ask Jim. So Scott doesn't even remember, but it was like yeah, it was like three years ago now. Yeah, um, those famous pants. <laughs> yeah, the pants. The <laughs> Where pants are your adventure. pants, Jim? Pants, sir. <laughs> yeah, pants. <laughs> Why are you guys wearing pants? Yeah, it's nighttime.
0: And then it's just like, oh yeah, but uh, let's see. I'm mar- at the same time I marveled Atticus because was the first he had let us know he knew a lot more about something we th- than we thought he knew, and it had happened years ago. So it's like, yeah, like that's just a classic dad move. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's like, oh, I knew. Oh,
0: you guys were smoking in the basement? I never knew. Yeah. Yes, I did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> One time, uh, we used to have this car in our garage, and uh, my dad finally it was like it was like broken down, and my dad finally donated it to like kidney cars. And as it was being towed away, he turned to us and goes, "So, so you guys got to find a new place to smoke pot, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> like it's the same thing. Where it's like I've known for years, and I'm just gonna drop this bomb on you right now. Yeah. As long as you do the work to not get caught, I understand the you afraid of me. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. It's just like a dad move. Um,
0: you have to give me the respect of trying not to get caught. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, so, from there.
0: Uh, and this is uh, so many things that happened to us. Boo Radley was the least of our fears. So, that's part of it. It's like now she's not afraid of Boo Radley because she's seen like, oh, there's real problems in the world. Yeah.
1: So, Boo Radley is like becoming this framing device to show us how Scout has grown, how she's changed her way of thinking about the unknown and about what a person should be afraid of as, like, an adult. <laughs> you know, like, that guy is probably just lonely. Like, unfortunately, that's not really what you should be afraid of. You wish.
0: Yeah. That do, There was a recluse that was scary. <laughs> Wouldn't
1: that be nice if, like, he was a monster? No. It's, like, it's just the monsters inside of us all. It's that much worse.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's see, he, the, the adults in Maycomb never discussed the case with Jim and me. It seemed like that they discussed it with their children and their attitude must have been that neither of us could help saving, uh, having Atticus for a parent. So their children must be nice to us in spite of him. The children would have never thought that up for themselves. Had our classmates been left to their own devices, Jim and I would have had several swift, satisfying fistfights apiece and ended the matter for good. <laughs> we would have won.
1: That's what Scott's <laughs> <God's> saying. <laughs> yeah, she's so, she's to, so tough. <laughs> luckily, we did not fight anybody, but we would have we won.
0: You know, I wish those, those parents <laughs> didn't say nothing because then I would beat up some people. I would beat the hell out of them.
1: They would be beaten. Uh, uh, and then they would leave me alone. It's kind of boring. It's kind of weird. Though. It's like okay, yeah. So we didn't have any conflict about it amongst our amongst our peers. But it's also kind of funny where it's like that's
0: the same attitude that Atticus took about like don't you take out Walter Cunningham? Yeah. You don't don't punish children. And so like even the parents like there's that same moral lesson that Atticus had for Walter Cunningham and all stuff like that. Uh, but it's for hey, is their dad's not racist? But don't make fun of him for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like,
1: there's like sort of a, like a sort of like an, un, an uneasy peace being kept. You know? Yeah,
0: and it's just kind of like the same moral but applied for the wrong reasons. Is kind of, it's kind of funny to see of like there is a decency in these people, but yeah. now it seems so shallow. Yeah. Of like Southern politeness now seems so shallow when it's like, hey, uh, don't bully the child of the anti-racist lawyer. Uh, <laughs> they can't pick their father. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Black people can. Yeah, they yeah. should have picked better fathers, but these kids can't um yeah so weird uh but also i mean like at the end in, in the same vein they said that atticus got reelected to, to the state legislature so it's almost like i think maybe we give him a little more credit and they they understand that atticus is doing the right thing but he's 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 just being so disruptive that they can't abide
0: yeah well it's that thing of like oh he's he's a good he works hard at boring things and we don't want to do boring things yeah
1: but like it's the it's the thing where it's like they still do trust him they yes. trust in his in his morality and yes. his so they do trust in him they just don't think Th- he made the what what they like they didn't, didn't like was, that he did this like, he was too he, uppity uh no i mean it, he the, just
0: like actively worked to defend a black man like it's like oh you made you made this whole thing weird like this could have been quick and easy, but you made it weird.
1: Yeah, okay. So like but like the idea of reelecting him is like you are he he is our champ he's our like our our moral champion. Like he will do good work.
0: Uh I mean that's one I I can see that where it's like, oh he's a good representative, he knows what he's doing. Right. Well, I think it's just more laziness. It's just like, oh well, he ran and imposed. It wasn't that he someone went up against him, it's like, Oh, no one else wants to do this. No one else wants to go to Montgomery.
1: Yeah, without opposition. Yeah, you're right. Uh yeah. I guess uh yeah, they don't it's like they have nothing against him.
0: They just don't want him to have. They don't want him to uh, challenge white supremacy.
1: Yeah. So I guess it's like. I mean, this is definitely like re- it represents some sort of like complex relationship that we have with like the our our, our own ideals. Maybe like mm. Atticus is like, but Atticus isn't necessarily their ideals. They think that he should done something different. But like he's like their conscience, and they listen to him sometimes. But they mm. don't also like ignore him sometimes.
0: Yeah. So it's just kind of like, yeah, you could do the job that sounds boring, like, like, the the cartoon in the Montgomery Advertiser where pretty girls are yelling "you who" at him and he's ignoring them. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on a law thing. <laughs> girls, stop yelling "you who." <laughs> I'd love to smooch you, but I simply have more important things to do. Yes. Um, Seems only children cry.
0: This is only children cry when Atticus doesn't get no smooches. <laughs> Atticus Finch, baby, out of <laughs> town. He's a single man. He's been single for a while. <laughs> Scout, Jim, I went out in Montgomery
1: and just got plenty of smooches. <laughs> <laughs> Daddies get smooches sometimes, kids. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Daddies get smooches sometimes. Daddies be like that.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then, this next section is about current events, um, and this is Scouts like it gets a
0: little on the nose. But it's like th- the world was on the nose at this point. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's okay, right? I mean, it's like that. There's like that weird. Uh, there's like that rule they say in debate where it's like the first person to bring up Hitler loses. You know, like because like you're being so extreme, you're bringing up Hitler. But uh, yeah, is, yeah, Hitler was a debate. Hitler <laughs> was like a uh, yeah. Uh, Hitler was a current event. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> I mean not, not at the time of the writing, so like we have to we have to remember like of course anyone reading this is gonna be in a post war mentality that like the Holocaust is bad. Um but yeah, the and I'm happy that the make home citizens were hundred percent against or at least this kid who had did the current events paper was like <laughs> anyway his his speech <laughs> is so funny.
0: If you great to, like put it, Yeah, you yeah.
1: great to like put it up, put like music behind it, like um
0: it's one of the funniest parts of the uh of one one of the funniest speeches of the whole book.
1: It says here. Well, anyway, old Adolf Hitler has been after the Jews. Oh, so first of all, he gets yelled at for saying old old Hitler, and she <laughs> goes, "Adolf Hitler, Cecil. Whatever begins with old, anybody? Yes, ma'am. Old Adolf Hitler has been prosecuting the <laughs> persecuting Cecil. No, Miss Gates. It says here. Well, so I think maybe there's maybe like a mis- <laughs> misprint in uh, newspaper, <laughs> is the newspaper. Or he looks object. and he
0: says that it, sees that it as his person because he cuts her off because he goes, says here – well, anyway. anyway.
1: Oh, true. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. That's what, that's, that's what happens. He, he thinks that she's wrong, and he goes, says here, well, anyway, old Adolf Hitler has been after the Jews, and he's putting them <laughs> in prisons, and he's taking away all their property, and he won't let any, let any of them out of the country, and he's washing all the feeble-minded, and washing the feeble-minded, she says. Yes, ma'am, Miss Gates. I reckon they don't have sense enough to wash themselves. <laughs> I don't reckon an idiot could keep clean himself clean. Well, anyway, Hitler started a program to round up all the half-Jews, too, and he wants to register them in case they might want to cause him any trouble, and I think this is a bad thing, and that's my current event. (laughs) 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 And I think that's not good, and that's the news for today.
0: Yeah, just the dumbest guy in class, (laughs) half-understanding what Adolf Hitler is. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, the United States has been bombing Vietnam, and they don't understand the conflict. And I think that's bad. That's my news for today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> not totally like, oh, he's washing idiots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> you idiots can't keep themselves clean. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> that old Adolf Hitler, he's out there. He's like, where the Jews at? And I'm, I'm just like, hey, buddy, what are you doing?
1: <laughs> he's rounding them up like a bunch of hogs. And frankly, I think that's not okay. That's my current event. <laughs> Anyway, that's my two cents. <laughs> anyway, that's what I want to Imagine say. Imagine about confronting Hitler. Hey Mr. Hitler, I think what you're doing with the Jews is not alright. Well anyway. Well, that's all right. Did my homework. <laughs> Time to go party.
0: <laughs> At my <laughs> current event. Thank you very much. He prosecuting the Jews. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you're bo- what's called a demagogue, Hitler, and I can't abide by that. Anyway, that's my that's, that's my That's my
0: current event. event. Goodbye. <laughs> Yes. Uh, so, just very strange to hear the ho- the beginning of World War II and the Holocaust uh, explained so callously by yeah. uh, a hicksy, uh, folksy child.
1: Um, but they are like kind of forest gumping this a little bit, where it's like Hitler's a bad guy. Let's talk about this new event, and it's like actually everyone's oh, reading this book.
0: Prejudice is bad. <laughs> yeah. Or
1: like in uh, in uh, Back to the Future when they go, he goes back in time, and he's like Ronald Reagan. The actor, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, yeah, yeah, he's an actor, right? In this time period, he's an actor. Um, it's like Hitler, the German guy. Yeah. Uh,
0: this, how can he do that? So Ooh. yeah, the
1: class gets into like a, a discussion of the morality of what Hitler's doing.
0: And boy, oh boy, do they do our issues complicated? Who do what? Asked Mrs.
1: Gates patiently. I mean, how can Hitler just put a lot of folks in a pen like that? Looks like the government sh- stop. Looks like the government did stop him. Hitler is the government.
0: Democracy. Does anybody have a definition?
1: I like to point out that at this point, all the kids are like, "Yes, we are not (laughs) doing the lesson for today." You you, you get the teacher distracted. Yes, no homework today. Um, Does anybody have definition? Us. Somebody (laughs) said. What do you think it means, Jean Louise? So Jean Louise is uh, remembering an old campaign slogan Atticus had once told me about: "Equal rights for all, special privileges for none." I quoted.
0: Very good, jean Louise. Very good. So she writes, we are a democracy. Now, class, say it all together. We are a democracy. That's the difference between America and Germany. We are a democracy, and Germany is a dictatorship. Dictatorship. Over here, we don't believe in persecuting anybody. Persecution comes from people who are prejudiced. Prejudice.
1: (laughs) Prejudice.
0: There are no better people in the world than the Jews, and why Hitler doesn't think so is a mystery to me.
1: Why don't they like Jews, you reckon, Miss Gates?
0: I don't know, Henry. They contribute to every society they live in. Most of all, they are a deep re- deeply religious people. Hitler's trying to do away with religion, so maybe he doesn't like them for that reason.
1: Well, I don't know for certain. They're supposed to be—they're supposed to change money or something, but that ain't ca- no cause to persecute them. They're white, ain't they?
0: So that's such a, a funny... Because clearly his dad's been talking about it. And yeah. it's like, look, the Jews are money-grubbing greedy people, but... Yeah. <laughs>
1: don't kill (laughs) them but they're white yeah it's like complicated yeah so I mean like all of this is kind of used to point out I mean like it's sort of a hypocrisy to claim it's so wrong what Hitler's doing and not look yourself in the mirror and see what your society what your own society is doing right I mean they're white ain't they I mean that becomes heavy handed at that point yeah Harper Lee nice
0: when you get to high school Cecil you learn that the Jews have been persecuted since the beginning of history even driven out of their own country it's one of the most terrible stories in history Time for arithmetic, children.
1: Okay, so that was a good three-minute diversion on Hitler. Back to math. Yes, um, and it's
0: also like, oh boy, when you get to high school, you learn about how bad the Jews yeah. had it.
1: Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> anyway,
0: there's a tragedies in our backyards. We're not going to talk about them.
1: But uh, Scout keeps thinking about the Jews throughout arithmetic, and
0: uh, <clears throat> and it's funny, just like. Atticus really doesn't like Hitler.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense.
0: <laughs> the only time I ever saw Atticus scowl was when Elmer Davis would give us the latest on Hitler. Atticus would snap off the radio and say, hmm. Asked him once what, why, he was so Im- why he was impatient with Hitler, and Atticus said, because he's a maniac. Uh, this would not do, amused as the class proceeded with his sums. One maniac and millions of German folks looked to me like they'd shut Hitler in a pen instead of letting him shut them up. There was something else wrong. I'd ask my father about it.
1: But it's okay to hate Hitler? It is not.
0: It's not okay to hate anybody.
1: To, like this that right there is Atticus is Atticus in a nutshell, right? Like this guy doesn't even hate Hitler. Period. Yeah. That's it's how like good the he is. a pure Christian ideal yeah. of you don't hate anybody. Right. So, I mean, I'm coming around to the idea that that Atticus is a flawless orb of morality and uh he has no it, there's no scratches or dents there, not even Hitler.
0: Yeah, and it's also but part of it's like he has to project that
1: because yeah. he's talking to his child, right? Yeah, right. And this is through the eyes of a child is, is kind of is kind of what we settled on is like this is we're not, we're not really seeing Atticus. This is not a book about Atticus. This is a mm-hmm. book about Scout's idea of Atticus and Atticus's presentation of himself to Scout.
0: And in the last chapter, like last chapter, and Alexandra was like, it gets to him, like she, yes. And Alexander sees the real, like even when he came home from work and he's like, I'm very tired. Do not wake me up. And like that sounds like nothing, and and Alex just like, don't be so bitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, relax. Like she can read his like, he has he puts up this this wall of like just be the right example for my children. That's all I gotta do. Yeah, but he has like all that rage and pain inside him, but he doesn't show up because he's not gonna show it to his child.
1: Right, he doesn't. Yeah, so we don't we don't see it. But it's funny he doesn't. Yeah, we it, it's not okay to hate anybody. Although Atticus is clearly affected by Hitler. Uh, yes, oh, yeah. Yeah, we get a
0: hump. <laughs> yeah, hump. Hitler should be proud that he <laughs> he uh, one of the hardest criticisms of another human being, a maniac.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, Atticus, there's something I don't understand. Miss Gates said it was awful. Hitler's d- doing like he does. She got real red in the face about it. Uh, where is I it? I should think she would. Uh, yeah. But yes, nothing, sir. Uh,
0: yeah. So she's reflecting on exact what's like kind of in front of you of like. The, the whole book of like, yeah. how could you say this? B- these are bad. When yeah, I think so that's literally she says it later,
1: <laughs> right? So she yeah, so she eventually says that what she wanted to say. I guess she says the gem a little later. Jim, who's who's uh, <laughs> trying to bulk up for football by eating twelve banana peels <laughs> <laughs> and, and milk. Um. Uh, here, okay. Um, Miss Gates is a nice lady, ain't she? Why, sure. I liked her when I was in her room. She hates Hitler a lot. What's wrong with that? Well, she went on today about how bad it was to him treating the Jews like that. Jim, it's not right to persecute anybody, is it? I mean, have mean thoughts about anybody even, is it? Gracious no, Scout, what's eating you? Well, coming out of the courthouse that night, Miss Gates was, she was going down the steps in front of us. You must have not seen her. She was talking with Miss Stephanie Crawford. I heard her say it's time somebody taught him a lesson. They were getting way above themselves, and the next thing they think they can do is marry us, Jim. How can you hate Hitler so bad and then turn around and be ugly about folks right at home? Boom. The big old lesson. Right. So, like, here's the again the hypocrisy writ large of if you're mad about Hitler, you should be looking yourself in the mirror and seeing what's going on at home. Is you're also being you're you're doing you're doing a Hitler thing here at home? Yes. Sorry, but you are.
0: And it's like. As much as it's like, this is not subtle writing, but it's like, that was, all of America was mad, like, ah, Hitler is bad, but right. also, black people stay away.
1: <laughs> yeah, right, so like, yeah, I, at the time of this writing, yeah, with, like, the civil rights was yeah. going on, or just, it just started, just uh, ended, rather, or just uh
0: It's after the the bus boycott, so it's in the middle of it, but it's it's pre-Civil Rights Act.
1: Early 70s?
0: This book was written in the 60s, I think early 60s.
1: Wow, okay, right, so it's, it's, it's right in the middle of, like, uh, some serious civil rights stuff, which is probably why it took off yeah um so right so th- this this point is needs to be made of like yeah i mean that was a big part
0: and motivation for this like it's these black soldiers in world war ii coming home and being like why did I fight for freedom abroad when like we don't have it here right right oh god so it's not a like this lesson in history wasn't subtle like it, that prejudice is bad is a very obvious point but you have to like so like as much as like i i flinch at what like contemporary art it's all about being subtle and never like never making a hard proclamation of like there was hard proclamations to make at this point (laughs)
1: right right like this is the point that you made yeah and it's like yeah it's a it's a good and it's well taken and like also harper lee has done a good job like we mentioned harper lee has done a good job at like drawing these comparisons out through story and making us infer them uh she's been applying them and then now they're being you know like driven home yeah like in case you missed it before you put the book down Racism is bad Yeah And it's like This was written When that had to be said Right Um, uh, And also Scout Scout is starting to realize realize what, what this is too So this is important For Scout to like Understand Yeah But so What Scout did Was mention the trial Yes And J- that
0: Jim was suddenly furious He leaped off the bed Grabbed me by the collar And shook me I never want to hear About that courthouse again Ever ever You hear me you hear me? Don't you ever say
1: one word to me about it again. You hear? Now go on. I was too surprised to cry. I crept from Jem's room and shut the door softly, lest undue noise set him off again. Suddenly tired, I wanted Atticus. He was in the living room, and I wanted him and tried to get in his lap. So now she, yeah, so Jem is, like, really upset, having, like, the teenage angst energy at her. Um, The kind of energy, where when you get it, you're like, I have no idea where this is coming from. This can't be about what I just said, but... Um, Khalid Jem is shook by the trial and the Just Akramath. having it
0: brought up again and it's like, ah, uh, don't talk to me like Yeah. I was in a good mood and now I'm like <clears throat> I was eating all those bananas and now I'm mad about the trial again. Yeah. And this is also like just a passage of time stuff. You're getting so big now, I'll just have to hold a part of you. Yeah. Like she's physically getting bigger.
1: <laughs> Throughout this novel, right, Scout has grown and yeah, and like uh, it, it's cool because like the other novels we've read were in were such short uh, spurts, like Catching the Night was like three days. Gatsby was like a summer. Yeah. Or a year. Um, Not even. And this is like, yeah, this is like we're seeing a kid grow up.
0: We have pre-first grade, then we have first grade, second grade, and now third grade. Yeah, three years. Yeah. Uh And this is a very interesting, because this is all of literature, but Atticus said that Jim was trying hard to forget something, but what he was really doing was storing it away for a while until enough time passed. Then he would be able to think about it and sort things out. When he was able to think about it, Jem would be himself again
1: right so this which is, is like a huge
0: insight into the human condition
1: yes atticus gets it that that gem needs time with this
0: you have to sort through your trauma like you can't do it right away it's too yeah. big and too painful so he has to store it away for a while he's going to be a little weird and there's going to be edges you can't touch uh but when he has time to think about it he'll be able to relax and be happy again
1: yeah woof right
0: and, like, that's such a great, like, huge thing to tell a, a child. of Like, look, your brother's got to unpack trauma. <laughs> 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 exactly. Be nice to him. It's, it's going to take 10, 15 years before he unpacks trauma. <laughs> right. And, like,
1: right. And what a perfect microcosm of this book is, like, um, the act of explaining it to Scout, explaining, like, a huge thing to Scout in a very simple way that she can understand it. Like, this, like, yeah. this is, like, this is the human condition. This is the way we deal with these things too things.
0: painful and confusing to deal with right away we pack him away right we pack them away and what you did was interrupt him packing it away
1: right so it wasn't anything it wasn't that it wasn't that gem is mad at you or like even you know that mad at what you said yeah um he's mad about the idea of the trial and he needs time to process that whole thing
0: yes he needs to put it away until he's strong enough and there's been enough time that he could reflect on it without
1: hurting right which is like, that's a heavy lesson to put on your third grade child. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, But it's a, it's a. Uh, this is like one more great Atticus scout moment where Atticus is like dispensing some real important wisdom. Right before, it's like you're
0: getting too big to sit on me.
1: Yeah. Also, you will experience
0: trauma and you have to reflect on it. Yeah. And that's what this whole book is, is a scout reflecting on the trauma of, uh, of, of this trial. Tri- yeah. The
1: trial, right? Yeah, this is like a scout's reckoning with it, right? Yeah. No, um
0: just just a really. I think that's like that should be a more famous line than the, like all all the short one liners Atticus says are are usually more quotable. Yeah, but that I feel like that's like the heaviest lesson he gives in this whole book.
1: Yeah, is that Jim? Yeah, in due time, Jem will he'll be able to. Because I wonder like again. that's
0: got to be like part of like why he like how he handles his wife's death. I'm sure like he has to I had to put it away for a while. I mean right. that's probably what this is is how hard he's focusing on his child and the and this trial was like. I need as much work to do to like be above this death until I can really unpack it. Well, I don't know. That's w- that's way too speculative,
1: but it is. No, I, f- I can see that. I mean, like uh, that—that's in the background of because it this character too It's like some trauma, and uh, he clearly is very understanding about how human beings process things in general. So I think he's got that wisdom to give.
0: Yeah. <coughs> no, it's uh, it's we're almost done. We've got what is it? There's 31 I, I chapters. Have, uh, yeah, 31. I got f- 40. No, 35 pages left in mine. Yeah,
1: 27, 28, 29, 30, and 31. So we have five chapters left. Yeah. And
0: uh, I've read this before. I'm excited for the next five chapters.
1: I have never read this before. i I have still have only read up to the what we needed for the episode. It's So funny. Um, it's a good book. I recommend it. Yeah. I, uh, if you've been listening this long and seeing if you were going to read it, I think go ahead and read it.
0: <laughs> yeah. If you don't know by now, if you just started at at episode whatever of chapter 25, 26, I'd be like, oh, let's try this podcast.
1: <laughs> Let me go to minute 48 and see what they say about the last, uh, yeah, worth it. All right. Go for it. Yeah. Go it's good. It, baby. Um, yeah. So I'm excited about the end of the book. We'll see. Um, uh, I'm on Instagram as uh, Terrence Hartnett. It's Ha Hartnett is my Instagram name. Kevin is nobody and uh, never <laughs> has been.
0: <laughs> uh, you can email all the podcast at uh, okgatsbypod at gmail.com. If you've got any questions or anything like that. Uh, Give us
1: a rating and a review.
0: Yeah, please, rate and review. Tell a friend. Tell your friends. Tell your high school teacher. Uh, if you are a high school teacher, tell your class. Uh If you are are by a high school, go to that high school.
1: (laughs) Yeah, put put all this on a USB drive and throw it at a high school. Yeah. Put the link in someone's yearbook. Yes,
0: or whatever. Actually, don't do that.
1: But yeah, don't do any of that. Uh, uh, Thank you for listening. Thank you for
0: listening. We'll see you next time. Bye.